Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. This is the story known as the Good Shepherd, where Jesus makes the famous statement, I am the Good Shepherd. There are seven I am statements in John's gospel. This is one of them. And this is one of the more personal I am statements in John's gospel. It's personal because it tells us a lot about our condition as human beings, but it tells us a lot about the love of God that he has for us in Jesus Christ. So this is probably one of my favorite sections in the Bible. Uh, I love this. Actually, I'm preaching from this on Sunday, so I'm going to be careful not to preach my sermon right now on this podcast, but there's so much we can pick up here. But first of all, know the context is really important. He is talking to the Pharisees. Uh, the Pharisees are blind gods. They are not uh, leading the people like God wants them to, to be leading them. And this is a problem that goes back to the Old Testament. God has always wanted to be the shepherd of his people. Uh, think of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. God has is, is always wanted to shepherd his people. And in the Old Testament, you had really bad shepherds, really bad leaders that were leading the people into oblivion. In the time of Jesus, you'll see Jesus call like places like Matthew 23 and, and other sections where he talks about the hypocrisy of the leaders of that time and how they were really bad leaders and God was going to hold them accountable. The book of James reminds us that if you want to be a leader of God's people, if you want to be a teacher, you need to think twice. I don't want to discourage people from wanting to be a teacher or a preacher. But scripture says, if you want to minister, you're going to be held to a higher standard. And so Jesus is holding the Pharisees to this standard because they claim to be the leaders of God's people. And really, their leadership is bankrupt in so many ways. So Jesus is going to be calling them out in this message that he's given. But he's also talking about he is the true shepherd. He's the one that, that cares for the flock and love and leads the flock. So let's just get to our reading because there's just so much here today, and it is a lengthy reading. I want to read um, all 18 verses. So you'll get a true feel for the entire teaching of Jesus. Once again, John 10, 1 through 18. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, 
Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, and I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So just really interesting stuff here where Jesus says he is the good shepherd. Now, the image would be a Middle Eastern shepherd in the first century. Uh, People say today you can go to places in Arabia and Palestine and see Bedouin shepherds that practice some of these same things even today. But a shepherd knew his flock very well. Some would say that he gave each one a specific name. And he knew them like on site. There was a story told of a shepherd once that sold some sheep. And as he was riding in a train, he looked out into a field and saw a flock of sheep and realized that a few of the sheep there were his own that he owned before. That is how well a shepherd knew his flock. He knew them individually. And the thing is, the sheep know the shepherd. We know that in the ancient world at night, a lot of times they would bring all the sheep to a sheepfold. One giant enclosure and so multiple flocks with multiple shepherds they would they would bring their sheep to one spot to stay for the night where they could be watched over and and cared and protected and the shepherds could get some rest and they they could rotate who's watching the sheep then the next day when it was time to separate the flocks a shepherd would just walk out from the fold and call his sheep out and they would come to his voice they only listen to the voice of their shepherd and realize the shepherds They didn't beat the sheep from behind and drive them like we so many times we think of out west, these great cattle drives. Uh, It wouldn't wouldn't be like that with sheep. They would be led from the front in a loving manner. So the shepherd uh, cared for the sheep. And the value of one particular uh, sheep for um, a shepherd was an amazing value. They were worth a lot of money in the ancient world. Uh, they were worth a lot to the shepherd. So the shepherd, if, if one lamb went missing, he would stop what he's doing and he would go find that lamb. Now, what is told by, by people that are experts on shepherding, I, I don't have personal experience of this myself, but when uh, a sheep would wander off, one of the sheep would wander off, uh, the shepherd would actually have to stun that sheep, sometimes have to knock it to the ground and pick it up and carry the sheep on his shoulders. It reminds you of The Gospel of Luke, where Jesus tells that very same story using that very same image of carrying the sheep uh, back to safety. So this beautiful picture of a shepherd and his sheep. And we learn a lot about our condition before God. We learn that we're helpless like sheep. And it's not really a compliment to be told, hey, you're you're a sheep. (laughs) That that's not. I don't know. That doesn't make me feel really good about myself because sheep kind of wander around aimlessly. They don't have natural defenses. They're not uh, very uh, majestic animals. They're not powerful animals. Uh, not like how I want to see myself sometimes. I'd rather be called the, the, the lion and not the lamb. But we've got this image of our helplessness that we need a shepherd. We need help. We're helpless and we're in danger. And we have a shepherd that loves us so much he will lay down his life for the flock. He's not like these hired hens that when the first sign of trouble comes, he's and he's cutting and running. Jesus is going to go nowhere. He's going to stay with us and he's going to protect us. I think of 
when Jesus knows he's about to die, he looks at Jerusalem. This is in Luke's gospel. And he looks out at Jerusalem and he, and he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I'd like to gather you uh, like a hen gathers her flock. And the image is of, of a hen and a barnyard fire where uh, when a barnyard fire would come, a hen would gather the chicks up and the, the hen would give her life for the chicks. She would be burned up and killed in the fire and the chicks would be would be free, it would be alive, would be safe. So the same image that the shepherd will protect the sheep even to the point of laying down his life. That's the kind of savior we have. But there's some interesting things that Jesus tells us toward the end of this story that uh, there's other sheep not of this fold. Here he's talking about the Gentiles. You know, he's talking to Jews here in John 10, but he's saying, okay, there's going to be other sheep that will come to this fold. That will be the Gentile people and there will be one flock and one shepherd. There's that unity concept. Jesus wants unity in the church. One shepherd, one flock made up of a multiplicity of nations and people. Um, so interesting when you think about that, that God wants us to have unity. And then he says, look, nobody's taken my life from me. I lay it down willingly. When Jesus was crucified, it was not you know, some travesty of justice, which that, that is true. It was in some sense a travesty of justice, but it was a self-sacrifice. He had the power to stop the whole thing. He willingly laid down his life. Some people caricature the idea of substitutionary sacrifice. What I mean by that is Jesus being our substitute. And they say, man, this is just horrible. You've got a God who picks this poor sapsucker Jesus and just pours his wrath out on him. How horrible is that? that that's not what the Bible teaches at all. That's a horrible mischaracterization of what Scripture teaches. Scripture teaches that Jesus willingly laid down his life for us. Now, that's powerful. That's something that you can live your life knowing uh, and, and just give glory to God for that, that you have a Savior that loves you that much, that knows you by name, loves you that much, and lays down your life for him. And the question I want to ask you today as we close out our podcast is this, are you listening to his voice? Are you listening to the voice of the shepherd? I hope that's the one voice you do listen to. So as we close, let's go back and read just two verses from our reading Let's look at verses 10 and 11 one more time. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And we can say we give glory to God for that fact. Well, as we wrap up this week uh, and wrap up our podcast, I pray these have been edifying for you. I hope you're growing closer to Jesus every day. And we'd love to see you back again next week as we kick off another week of podcasts. God bless.